This is the Command Your Brand podcast, where we talk to world changers, visionaries, and founders, people that are doing big things and changing this planet in a positive way. We're learning their stories, techniques, and exactly what you need to know so that you can do things in a big way. The time is now. Get ready to take command of your brand. I'm very excited for the conversation that we're going to have today. We have Stacey Conti with us today, and she is an incredible coach and certified professional. She really helps people to you know, train themselves in the right way to have more success, handle a lot of the overwhelm they're dealing with so they can really get moving forward. I'm really excited to chat with her today. Stacey, thanks for hanging out with me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I want to find out first and foremost about your story, you know, like you're helping people and, you know, you're doing it in a very unique way, but like, how did you get here? So how I got here. So I'm a mom and my coaching practice is called Mother's Pathway. So just from being a mom and, you know, like when I had my first child, my first child is 15 years old. It was a beautiful thing. I couldn't believe like the purpose that it gave me. And it was like wonderful, but it was completely overwhelming. Right. Mm. I couldn't believe how stressed out I was. Right. (laughs) And I worked full time. I was fortunate enough to have family take care of my child, but I still missed her. Right. And then subsequently, two years later, I had another child. I have two daughters. 15 and 13 now. As do I, but mine are only two and four. I, I'm sure you'll like my shirt, my rad dad shirt. Uh, oh, but, I but continue. Do like, <laughs> I do like the rad dad shirt, and I'm one of four girls. Oh, wow. I'm one of four girls, so I'm a big fan of dad, you know, <laughs> dads of girls, because I had a great dad of girls. Oh, amazing. And I'm sure you are too. Beautiful thing. So, um, you know, so I worked full time. I worked long hours. I worked in the Fortune 500 environment for over 20 years. Um, and I struggled with boundaries. I struggled with being really um, doing a bunch of things not well because and not taking care of myself. And really just I struggled with severe anxiety that I didn't get under control until I was in my 40s. I struggled with weight. You know, I went up and down and up and down with weight. I struggled with taking care of myself, you know, eating and drinking too much, not sure. exercising enough. And like one day, like I was just overwhelmed. I rushed home from work to have dinner with my kids. Wasn't engaged in dinner because like I wouldn't even have a conversation. I was just checking the box and then I'd run upstairs mm. and and I'd check my email, right? And wow. I wasn't doing well with work. I wasn't doing well with my kids or anything like that. You know, I'd come home if it was a bad day. I'd say, okay, well, I'm just going to have some wine and drink some ice cream, watch some Netflix, put my kids to bed and and that'll be the day. If it was a good day, I would drink some wine, eat some ice cream, you know, like it was like the same thing, right? Sure. And one morning I'm making lunches, right? And I I was miserable. And my my oldest daughter, this was a few years ago, she said to me, you look terrible. Oh. And you're always in a bad mood. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, I have two little girls and look how I'm showing up every Mm. day to them. Right. I could say to them, oh, you need to work hard. You need to do this. You need to do that. Right. And because that was coming out of my mouth. I think the thing that's interesting is like when we talk about that, like we're saying, but we're also showing. Right. I think like and I think that's the really interesting thing, because you can say one thing, but your kids see. Right. Like and your kids understand. So but continue. Yeah. So I was, you know, at first I was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> I was 
you know, but in my head, I was like, right. oh my God, she's right. You know, so from there, I was like, I just started reading a whole bunch of self-help books, right? I was like, mm-hmm. I reached out to a coach. She helped me tremendously. And I was like, wow, she's onto something. I'm really happy now, right? And she showed me a few tools. From there, I just took off. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm like, I read a tremendous amount. Like mm. everybody's like, do you have a book for me? I'm always like, I have a book for that. I have a book for that. I have a book for that. <laughs> That's how I roll, right? Sure. So, you know, my sisters, I have three older sisters. They make fun of me. They're like, oh, all right. You, I know you have a book. <laughs> like, can you just like, summarize, right? So, yeah. So I just started educating myself. And I realized the happier that I made myself, the happier that I made the people around me. Right. Mm. And because like what you give out into the universe is what you get back. Yes. And I was well able to take care of my family. I was well able to perform better in every aspect of my life. I was working out more. I wasn't drinking. I was eating better. I lost 60 pounds. You know, just everything just, you know, I went into this transformational health journey and it works. That's what I want to share. It works. You know, I walk my walk. I'm authentic. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, what's interesting, Stacey, like, I know for me, like, you know, as I mentioned, my kids are two and four. So I kind of like a couple of like, gosh, like two years ago, now, I had like this aha moment, right? Because how you build a business before kids and how you build a business with kids is, is different. And I was somebody like I was taking meetings at all times of the day. I was always hustling, always doing this, always doing that. And you can't do that with kids. But interestingly enough, there's a song by Darius Rucker. And it's called I think it's called it won't be like this for long. And he talks about like the process of your daughter growing up and like next thing you know, you're walking her down the aisle. And I think the thing that as a parent that you have to think about in these situations is you're only going to have this opportunity so long. Right. So it's like, you know, what do you want to make of this opportunity? Because the next thing you know, your kids are going to be adults. Is that something you've considered? Yeah. Yeah. Like living in the present moment. Right. Yeah. That's so important because I go back into, you know, I like when you live in the present moment, you Mm -hmm. need to be present, fully present for your children. Like when I was going home and saying, oh, I have to I I can't finish this at work. Right. And then I come home and I'd be halfway thinking about that project at work, checking the box, having dinner with my children, but not being present. Right. Mm. So it's very important to be present in the moment. And it builds resiliency when you're present in the moment, you know, and a story that I can think back to, to being present in the moment is, you know, I lost my father eight years ago and it was devastating to me. I'm sorry to hear Um, that. And yeah, you know, it's devastating, but, but right. I remember the greatest memory I have in my life is dancing with him at my wedding, right? Because I was so present in the moment. I planned out that song. I was daddy's little girl, right? I planned out that song. I was so focused on that moment. And I was present. Mm. And so when I'm driving in my car and I miss my dad, it is such a beautiful thing that I can recover. And I can say, I was present in that moment. Mm-hmm. I can smell it when I'm like, oh, you know, like we all go, you know, like you go through F's and th- flows with. Oh, me, we right? all do. Absolutely. We all do. Right. So and then, you know, you're, you're driving the car, you're running, you're going for a walk and it hits you. Right. You get a smell. Right. I can go back to that moment and I can know how he felt, how I felt, how he looked at me and the emotion, the beautiful emotion, because I was fully present in that moment. Mm -hmm. So to your point, right, it's not going to happen forever. Everything's temporary. I say that to everybody. This is all temporary. Two shall pass. You know, and I say to my 15 year old, I just said it to her this morning. I said, a year from now, you're not even going to remember this. Mm. (laughs) Right. So let's stay present in what we're enjoying in the moment and live our life to the fullest because it doesn't last forever. You're so right. You're so correct. Right. So I I guess like looking at that, 
one of the biggest things I think a lot of us run into is you, you talked a lot about overwhelm. And I think so many times we actually create our own overwhelm. And I think one of the myths you talk about often is you talk about the myth of multitasking. And I think it goes back to what we've been talking about here about not being present. How do you look at multitasking? From what I've heard, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement with it, but I, I love how you look at it. So I used to brag about how I was the greatest multitasker there was. I was like, oh, I can multitask. Like, I'd go on job interviews and say, oh, I can multitask. Like, I'm so great at multitasking, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there's some people that are like, that's wonderful. And I think that, you know, I probably didn't get some jobs because <laughs> I said that, right? Right. Because if so, I was interviewing somebody now, I'd be like, that's not impressive to me. Because when you are multitasking, you are not 100% engaged. There's mm. a great book, and I can't think of it now. I'll think of it in a second. It's written by a Georgetown professor. And I'll, I'll get it in a second. But when you're not fully engaged in one activity, you don't give it your all. Mm -hmm. And it takes you way longer to do it. Oh, yeah. So from a time management perspective, you're also being fully present. Mm -hmm. You're doing the task that you signed, that you meant to do. You're giving it your 100%. You're finishing it well. And you're moving on to the next task. And you're doing that, right? Mm. You need to prioritize What's going to drive the needle? Like if you're starting a business, all right, I need to do these three tasks. What's going to move the needle? What's more important? So you prioritize, you do it, time management, right? Sure. Then you move on to them, you finish it. And sometimes you can't, you know, mm -hmm. but for the most part, you finish it. And then you move on to the next one. So that's my view on, I don't believe in multitasking. I think it, it stresses you out and overwhelms you. Yeah, there's a really good book by a guy named Cal Newport. Um, it's called. Deep oh, Cal is that the book? Newport. Okay, it's the book is called the book is called the book is called Deep Work. Deep um, Work. And I'm a big believer in. I'm not always the best at this, but I've tried to get better at this. Like when you're going to work on a project, like setting off notifications, turning off your phone, only having the tabs open on your computer you need to task because, like, when you look at it, like time is interesting, right? Because we can create it and we can take it up. And yeah. by actually completing things and getting them done, you can create time. But I think so many people talk about not having enough time, but it goes back to that idea. Yeah. So like there's clutter in our lives, mm -hmm. right? There's clutter. And I always say, you know, take that event, that relationship, that job, right? Is it weighing you down or is it making you feel lighter? Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. If it's not making you feel lighter, it's not value add, you know, your self-care. Yes. Right? Why are you doing that activity if it's weighing you down? And it's going to take you way longer to do it. <laughs> I guess like an interesting kind of perspective of that too is like being a mom, like sure. Like, and also being a business owner, like you wear a lot of hats, right? And like, yeah. and they're really, they're full-time hats. And I think one of the things people run into is they have trouble, you know, being mom or being dad and, you know, being a business owner, but also being present in other things. And, and I'm curious for you, like when you look at that, how do you set the right boundaries so you can control those things? I think so often we don't do that and we just kind of become a fact, right, of the things that are happening to us. So like, how do you do that so that you can be fully present in those things? So communication, you really, and, and this is something that I really, I struggle with and I really have to be very focused and mindful on it. I have to communicate with my children and I have to communicate with my husband first and foremost, mm. right? Um, because I can say, anybody can say, oh, I do everything. I'm the mom. I do it all. I do it all. But are you asking? Mm-hmm. Are you asking? Are you saying, hey, you know, like, you know, I'm sure your wife says to you, hey, I have a lot on my plate today, right? Yes. And I have to do this, this, and this. Is there any way that you can shuffle things around, right? A lot of moms don't do that. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that for a while. And I'd say, well, I do it all. I'm the mom. I'm the superhero, right? Yeah, you are a lot. Moms do a lot and they take on a lot of responsibility. But a lot of times they don't communicate effectively to their children and their spouses or mm-hmm. their partners and say to say to them, I need help. You know, you know, everybody needs help. And and I found that when I asked my husband for help, he was like, yeah, I can do that. And I really like doing that. I like being alone with the girls. I like doing this, this, and this. And he was able to take more responsibility and more ownership over things mm-hmm. because I was being controlling. Is there like a better way to like, is there, a, I don't know, a better way or a best practice on that? Because I think sometimes people can yeah. look at that and they can feel like, you know, maybe they're, they're feeling like they're weak or they're feeling like they can't do something or, and that isn't really the viewpoint, but some people may have that viewpoint looking at it. So I guess, is there a way to, I guess, kind of ask better or is there a best practice around that? Or what have you found has worked for you? So always ask permission to have a conversation. I always, whether it's with my husband, right, you know, and like, I think I said this to my mother, my mother, she was like, you don't ask a man to permission for anything, right? My mother raised four, <laughs> four very strong women. And when I told right. her that, and I was like, mom, hear me out, right? So my husband might come home from work. I don't know what happened at work, right? Mm-hmm. He might have had a horrific day. I might be like, I am booked tomorrow, right? I need his help. I'm not good. I can't walk in and say, hey, we need to talk. I need your help at nine o'clock tomorrow. Da, 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 right? Like, I can't do that because right. I don't know what his day was like. Right. So I need to walk in and say, hey, uh, how was your day? First of all, how was your day? How are you? Right. How was it? Right. You ask you ask somebody their day. Same with your children. How was your day? What happened? Right. I don't know if today, right now is a good time. It's a good time for me. But if we want to have this conversation later, I'm a little bit overwhelmed tomorrow. I need to try to work it out with you. Let me know if right now is a good time or we can do it later. I'm totally fine with when you can do it or when you feel like doing it. But Mm. I I need your help today, you know, for tomorrow. And sometimes he's like, all right, let's do it now. Sometimes he's like, I need to shower and eat and have like, and then we'll do it later. I promise. Mm -hmm. Right. Never, ever. Ever with my children, and I say this to everybody, never ever with my children or my husband have I gone a second time and asked that permission, have they said no? Mm. Because you can control and you give them choices. Mm -hmm. And it's not always on your agenda because you're not the only person in the world. Yes. (laughs) Right? So that's a great practice for me. And I feel like that's successful and that's made everybody really happy. I think that's really interesting too because it's kind of, you know, you have this situation you want to solve, right? But I think part of the thing that we never think is consulting someone else's willingness to help you in that situation, right? I think it's just often like, hey, I need this and do it right now. But the yeah. person's like, whoa, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're trying to find out, okay, are you willing to help? And you'll find out people are actually very willing to help you if you kind of give them, I, I guess, kind of the, the right way to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not going to wake somebody out, out of a deep sleep, you know, and say, hey, I need your help right now get up. Uh, we need to do this. Like, well, well, if the house is on fire or something, I think that might be the right time to wake somebody up. But no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, what kind of response are you going to get from that? Are you yes. going to get somebody that's like, oh, I want to help you when you wake me up out of the deep sleep or somebody that's going to be like, I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So let me ask you this, Stacey, because I think you talked to this a, a little bit earlier when we were, we were talking about a bit about your story. And, and I think one of the things that you really hit on that's really important is, is handling yourself first. I think so many times we, we try to give to people from an empty cup and you just, you can't do that. There's nothing yeah. there to give from. And mm-hmm. I guess when you're looking at it, like, I guess looking then versus now, like how has your self-care changed? And I guess what kind of habits have you put into place for yourself to continue that? So I stop 
right? I used to be in a rush to go nowhere, right? I really, I'm very type A by nature. I am intense by nature. And I really have to take a step back and really focus on what kind of energy I'm giving out into, you know, the world, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody, you know, wants what I want, you know? So not everybody, you know, and I don't want what other people want. I have to understand that. But really slowing down and being very intentional about how you do things. Not everything needs to be done today, right? Mm. And also, like, when, you know, a lot of moms, you know, they don't go to doctor's appointments because they need to take their children to doctor's appointments. How many moms do you know that are like, oh, I've had this pain in my shoulder for for six weeks now? You know, I just don't have time because little Joey has to go to physical therapy. Well, you know what? That pain's going to move to your leg. Mm -hmm. Then you're not going to exercise. You're going to gain weight and there's going to be more pain. Yes. So you're sort of making your own destiny by ignoring those things. And I learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. You create more problems when you ignore things. You can't ignore things. You have to listen to your body. You have to listen to your emotions. You have to listen to your feelings. And just because somebody doesn't think something's important to you doesn't mean that that it's not important. Mm -hmm. Like what I just said before, I don't want the same things that other people want and they don't want the same things that I want. Everybody has their own journey and their own story and their own purpose in Mm -hmm. life, their own why. Right. So really focus on your why and be authentic. So I'm very intentional on being authentic to myself and really focusing on what is going to make me happy. Mm. Amazing. Well, Stacey, I've really enjoyed this conversation for people listening. You know, if they want to find out more about you or if they're interested in connecting further with you, because maybe they're looking for the same kind of help. You know, how would they do that? So motherspathway.com. And I also, I'm really passionate about what I do. So I also created a thrivingmothersguide.com. So if you go to, it's a free gift um, and it's five tips on how to be a thriving mom. So it's thrivingmothersguide.com. You go there, you can get your free gift. Very cool. Well, Stacey Conti, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much.